Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented, and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. And we're off. It is hour three of the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Coming up in the final hour, we will look ahead to week 14 in the NFL to try to find some plays on the card that we like. Then it's the return of P.J. Glasser. After filling in on yesterday's show, the host will send it in and talk about his favorite plays on the card this week. Plus, since I'm back in town, the donkster is finally allowed to speak. He will chime in with his best bets at 8.45. Oh, there he is. He's ready to go. Microphone actually in the right place. No headphones today. He's still got time. The donkster went to an O last night, so I'll give him a chance to talk later on in the hour. Chelsea, on my way here, as you know, I generally take an Uber or a Lyft to work early in the morning because the subway, the metro here in D.C., as they call it, is not really operating yet. And I never know what I'm going to get each morning. Normally in the morning, I meet someone or I'm in a ride and the vibe is chill. Might be some Christian music on, maybe some easy listening. Every now and then someone's got some pop. This morning was something I'd never experienced before. There was an erotic romantic novel audiobook playing. And it was just a narration and it was two people, a guy and a girl such a cheap audiobook. And they were doing all the voices. And I looked at what the chapter of this audiobook was called up on the driver's screen. And it was called Don't Forget to Close the Door. I'm like, what in the world? And so this woman was saying, Ophelia says, I thought you love me. But then David said, I do love you. I'm sorry, I can't control my passions. And it just went back and forth like this the entire time. And I thought, man, I thought I had heard it all in an Uber or a Lyft. This morning was a new level, and I just sat back and enjoyed the romance. I think shame is dead in this country when it comes to (laughs) public embarrassment. Jenks, think about the amount of times you have thought this to yourself. The amount of people who FaceTime in public the amount of people who speak on speakerphone in public. Nobody wants to hear yes. your conversations. Uh, the amount of people who are filming TikToks anywhere and everywhere in public. I used to be embarrassed to do stand-ups for my TV reporting job, where it was literally my job to film myself mm-hmm. speaking in front of something. And I would be like embarrassed when people walk by and be like, well, here's me just with my microphone, whatever. Now people do this wherever. Like, people have no shame. There is no embarrassment across the board. It is wild to me how shame's just gone out the window. I could not agree more. And (laughs) it's so funny that you said that. There was a video, and I can't even talk about what the video said. Let me see if I can phrase this in the right way. A A girl went viral on Twitter a couple weeks ago, and she was talking on some sort of podcast about being involved with an NBA player and some of the things that she did with this NBA player that caused her to get pink eye. 
That's all I'm going to say. And I'm like, why in the world would you reveal this? And the number one like comment or certainly up there was, we need to bring shame back. <laughs> and so do what you want to do. It's none of my business. But why in the world would you think that anyone wants or needs to hear this story? So to your point, I agree. And also, I think it's a lack of consideration for others. I see this all the time on the Metro when I, I'll go home and someone will be on the Metro and they've got their phone on and I'm hearing their entire conversation. Like, dude, I don't want to hear. What? And here's the thing. What if we all did this? What if we all decided to do this and then no one would be able to hear anyone else? But you, you've decided you can do it. Like, nobody wants to hear what you have to say. And then if we all did this, it would be pointless. We'd all have to go back on our phones privately. It, there's just zero consideration of others around you. And I definitely don't want to hear what you did with an NBA player. Have have some couth, okay? Bring shame back. My God, I'm, I could not agree with you more. I think that's something I've noticed on TikTok too, is that people do not care what corner of their personal life that they expose to the entire world if it gets right. them some clicks. Like, have you noticed this? Like, the things that people talk about on TikTok, I think it's, like, revealing, and clearly I'm going to listen because I'm mm -hmm. curious. Um, but it's, like, people <laughs> talk about how much money they make, which it used to be kind of like a like a Taboo. societal thing where you don't really talk about it just because it seems, like, yeah. braggadocious. But that's all TikTok is, is people bragging about things. Or the videos of girls who are in bed with somebody who is a celebrity, who is an athlete, and the guy's literally sleeping. And you're like, come on. Like, that seems like it's crossing the line. And it's just to brag to social media that they are mm -hmm. sleeping with whoever. It's gross. It's so gross to me. I don't get it. I don't. I, I do not get it. I, I, I know I told you this, but I'll repeat it just for the sake of your point, which is a friend of mine after a breakup, recorded a oh, montage God. of herself crying, <laughs> like different moments over. And the caption was 30 days post breakup. And it was just a montage of her. Like, imagine if you're actually crying and in the middle of crying, it's like, oh, I've got to get my phone and document this. So later on, I can put together a montage. I mean, cry. And I thought <laughs> this is the most cringe thing. Like, why would this is shame, shame. Nobody wants. I'm, I'm sorry. Shame. I'm sorry this happened to you. I. You are a good person. I like you. I'm sorry. Don't do this. It's. It's really. It's. It's the most cringe thing. That might be one of the most cringe things I've ever seen online. I was like, ooh, I gotta stop liking this stuff. I can't because I don't need to see this pop up again. Yeah. It was gross. Yeah. Ugh. Don't egg her on. <laughs> no. No. Oh my God. I was like, what are we doing here? Oh, it's so embarrassing. Not for. Not for me. For you, not you, but you know, talking about. Let's see if we can find some value this week in the NFL, where we will not be shamed for making the wrong picks. We will be lauded for making the right picks. Chelsea, I'll just give you a little handoff here. We've got a four o'clock kickoff slate right here on the rundown that we can talk about. You can go back to the earlier games if you like. What is the game that stood out to you? And you said, Ooh, I'm on this one. Got to be the Chiefs, right? Chiefs laying two and a Has half against the Bills. Has yeah. to be the buy low spot of the week. Just because the Chiefs lost to the Packers. Are we all out on Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid now? 
a team that coming off a loss is 18 and three straight up when coming off a loss in the Patrick Mahomes era. This is one thing the Chiefs have been good at as turning at turning around and winning the next one. So when you have a short spread here, it's under a field goal against a Bills team that's been wildly inconsistent. This is a home game too. So I think yeah. I'd be on the Chiefs here. It feels like a wildly low number for a team that's still very good. Yeah, I agree with you. We always talk about sell high, buy low spots, and this, this is when it's time to buy low on the Chiefs. And it's come down from Chiefs minus three, so we're seeing some Buffalo money come in. I don't care. Chiefs are still the Chiefs until proven otherwise. So a small a small rut in the middle of the season for them is not going to deter me. It's still Kansas City. It's still at Arrowhead. And now you get it less than a field goal. I have a feeling this gets back up to three at some point because I feel like some of the sharp betters out there will say, geez, less than a field goal. Yeah, I understand the Bills have had extra time here to get ready for this game. I like Kansas City. I'm with you as well. Broncos at the Chargers. Chargers are laying three. Chargers minus 150 in the money line. Broncos are plus 125. Total set at 43. Total has come down from 44 and a half. We were just talking about this game, but what do you feel about a total? How do you feel about the under here? I like the Broncos getting three because of that Broncos defense, but we know the Broncos have problems on offense. We know the Chargers did not look good last week against the Patriots. They had six points, and now they have to go up against a Broncos defense that, after some early struggles, has been one of the best in the NFL. I think the under is the right play. Yeah, looks like the play to me. Uh, I am trying Mm -hmm. to do the quick math, and I'm pretty sure none of the last four games have exceeded uh, 46 when it comes to these Broncos games. I think the highest scoring one was – uh, Broncos beating the Bills 24-22, even though I probably need to do the math. Uh, no, Broncos-Browns uh, was 29-12. to So you look at the Broncos, a team that wants to run the football. We have talked about this. They're a team that does not want to rely on Russ cooking too much. They're like, Russell, we'll give you a Pop-Tart. You put it in the microwave, 23 seconds, it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what Russell Wilson has been cooking lately. He has put up good numbers, but also because it has been a repeatable offense for him. They are not relying on him to do too much. Then you look at the Chargers, who are defying all odds by having a franchise quarterback at their fingertips, but scoring a mere six points in a win against the Patriots. So clearly something's not working with their offense. I know the Patriots' Mm -hmm. defense is good, but so is the Broncos. The Broncos have beaten the likes of Patrick Mahomes uh, and Josh Allen. So if they are good against those quarterbacks – I'm not mm-hmm. sure if I'm buying into Justin Herbert being good in this one either. So I do like the under with you. Let's go, Chelsea. How about some Sunday night football? I want to get your take on this one. Eagles at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are laying three and a half points. Finally, a great game on Sunday night football. We've had some decent ones, but this is a really good one. Cowboys minus 175 on the money line. The Eagles are plus 145. Total set at 53. Spread has gone up from Cowboys minus three. The total has gone up from 51 and a half. I like the Cowboys minus three. I'll even lay the juice. I'll play it down. I'll buy the hook. There's all sorts of debate. Some people say, oh, it's okay to buy the hook. Some people say, no, don't ever do that. I do my own thing. Cowboys minus three. At home, they've been crushing people. Jalen Hurts is banged up. 
I know the Cowboys haven't played great teams at home, but they have been a wagon in Dallas Sunday night. I I like Dallas in a big way here. I do think that's probably the play. And if we are sitting here last week and talking about how situational spots matter for the Eagles, and that's mm-hmm. why we liked the Niners in that game, we can't sit here and say that that's not the case again this week. Because you mm-hmm. look at the stretch that the Eagles have been on, and I think it really showed against the Niners. I don't think the Niners are that much better than the Eagles. It's just situationally they have been in a tough spot. If you look at their last four games, all uh, really mental, uh, mentally grinding games, starting back mm-hmm. to that game against the Cowboys. One score win, 28-23. Then you go on the road to Arrowhead. It is a come-from-behind win for the Eagles, 21-17. Then you go to overtime against the Bills. Then you get absolutely uh, skull-crushed by the 49ers, <laughs> um, 42-19. to So it just feels like the Eagles are being absolutely worn down. Like if they had a chance to take a bye week here, I feel like they would really enjoy it, but no time to prepare. It's time for your division rival in the Cowboys. And especially this game is in Dallas. We know the Cowboys have been much better at home this season. Dak Mm -hmm. Prescott has much better numbers across the board when playing in Dallas. So it does feel like the Cowboys are the play. At minus three, three and a half does make me nervous. I get that. I'll play it down to three. I'll lay the juice. Why not? How about your Titans? Let me get your take on the Titans visiting the Dolphins on Monday Night Football. Dolphins are now minus 14. Dolphins minus 900. Titans are plus 600 on the money line. Total set at 47. Yesterday, the spread was Dolphins minus 13. Money trickling in on Miami. The total is up from 46 and a half. I like the Dolphins at minus 13. I know that sounds crazy. The Titans have not been good on the road. Can you make a case? You know Tennessee better than I do, clearly. So can you make a case for the Titans? This is a monster number in the NFL. It's a monster number, but the Titans' weakness this year has been against the passing game and number one receivers. That has been the handicap all season long for the Titans, a team that struggled last year uh, doing that as well. They just gave up 105 to Michael Pittman of the Indianapolis Colts. It's been the trend all season long. So how do you think that's going to go with the A-plus passing attack of Tua Tungavailoa and Tyreek Hill? But... This is an extremely high number, but you've also got to consider that the Titans are not necessarily in win mode anymore. And I think you have to be very careful this time of year with the teams Mm -hmm. that have no business winning games. There's no reason for the Titans to win any games anymore. In fact, just ride the rest of the season out. We saw Derrick Henry taken out of that Colts game, and I know he was hurt at least a little bit, But there was no urgency to get him back in the game because this is a Titans team that's playing for absolutely nothing. Also, their second-best player on the team, I think, is their punter. I think he broke his leg last week against the Colts or, you know, a few days ago against the Colts. That's a problem. He had been really effective at getting the ball away from the other team, so it's not a Titans team that I want to believe in. Just look at Tyree Kill receiving yards. Well. That's a good little tip. I knew you would have an opinion on that. Coming up next year on the show, he's been yelling roll tide for the past 48 hours. Now he rolls into our show ready to give us his favorite bets of the week. BetQL's PJ Glasser next on the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. Come on back. 
Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Back on a Tuesday, the Daily Tip for Becky Well presented by BetMGM. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger. In moments, his Crimson Tide made the college football playoffs, and I'm sure he's still riding high because of it. We will hear from PJ Glasser, host of BetQL's Send It In. I was talking earlier, Chelsea, about our very spontaneous let's go to New Orleans. Texas is playing the Sugar Bowl, and we did it. We did it. When is the last, and even Catherine, when we were done, she was like, I've never done anything that spontaneous, plan a trip, make a decision within like 15 minutes and just do it. And she was like, that's kind of exciting. I was like, it was exciting. It is exciting because there's just rush and you're trying to beat traffic and ticket prices are going up. When is the last time you did something sort of spontaneous? Doesn't have to be football related. We're just on the fly. You decided, you know what? We're going to take a trip. We're just going to do this. Throw caution to the wind and go for it. This is how I used to live my life. I was yeah. notorious for booking flights like the week of or like two days before. <laughs> I'm like, huh, hmm, I can still go. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'll pack a suitcase, uh, especially when my husband was traveling. So he would have these road trips. So I would be like, huh, that looks like a fun one. I think I'm going to go to that one. So I would decide within two days if I was going to be on the flight, making the trip. And back then, I didn't have any commitments. Like, I didn't have a job, mm-hmm. didn't have a kid, didn't even have a pet. So it's like, all right, well, let's do it. So that's the thing. If you don't have kids, if you don't have a pet, which you guys yeah. just have a cat, right? So cats yeah. are pretty, like, self-sustaining. Like, will yes. you have to get a pet sitter for Beige? We do. Beige, we, that's what we did when we went to South Carolina over the weekend. We just go on, what is it, the Rover app, and you can choose, you can find different pet sitters, and they're rated one way or the other. But we have this girl who lives in our neighborhood, and so it's great. She's super good, and she she gets the code to our door, and boom, she goes right in, and then she sends us pictures and an update. Like, well, Beige was a little skittish at first, but then he came down, and he got his scratches. I filled up his bowl. Then he got in my lap, and, you know, there's pictures of him all over. The- so it's comforting because... You know, we miss our boy, and you see he's happy and taken care of, and it's pretty easy to do. So that's we'll just do that again. Cats are easy like that. Oh, for sure. Dogs, like, have to be walked. They are emotionally needy. Uh, I am team cat all the way. And I think a lot of people would disagree with me, but, like, cats are just so easy. Like, dogs are a lot of work, especially puppies. I have never had a puppy, but people who are training a puppy, you would think that they – have a newborn baby. The way they talk about it, they're like, yeah, I can't go out on Friday night. I got a puppy. We got a tram. Uh, so we're doing all these things. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that sounds like a lot of work. Just go to the pound and get a three-year-old dog. <laughs> I feel like Chelsea's complaining corner made a little rebound there. Came back around. <laughs> it's always open, baby. <laughs> it's always open. Never closes 24 hours a day. Let's send in some Tuesday bets with one of our BetQL hosts. 
giving out his plays. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! Props. Jackson takes it himself. Look at him. Turn back and forth. Oh! He broke his ankles. Now he's got an entourage. And he's got a touchdown. Parlays for today. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. It's P.J. Glasser. Let's bring in the co-host of Sunday's Vets every Sunday from 12 to 4 in the East and the host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East. It is Alabama Crimson Tide fan, PJ Glasser. PJ, I will spare you the debate over Florida State-Bama because I'm sure you talked about that yesterday. But just as a fan, because I've been going on about my Texas fandom, how jacked are you about the Tide getting a chance to play for the title? Jenks, I'm thrilled. It's not only the fact that they're in, but they get to play at the Rose Bowl. Like, that's just, I mean, I was yeah. talking about with, you know, Chelsea yesterday. We got two great semifinal matchups, but Rose Bowl's bucket list trip. The fact that it's Michigan, Harbaugh, and Saban, it's it's going to be awesome. So I, I like them in the game. I really think they have a great shot at winning. I think it's a good matchup for them. Um, and then Washington, Texas, I think it's going to be close, too. I think you're going you're gonna to mm-hmm. be in an instant classic, a shootout, ton of points. So I'm excited. They got in. They have a chance. Um they're playing their best ball at the right time, so we'll see what happens. All right, PJ, let's uh, give you your flowers a little bit since you weren't here at the top of the show. Both of your bets in Monday Night Football, Chef's Kiss, uh, had the Bengals plus 10, also had Jamar Chase over his longest reception of 20 and a half, an easy winner because he had a 76-yard touchdown grab. Uh, so let's hear your bets for this week, and let's start in the NFL where uh, you've got to play in this Ravens and Rams game. Looks like the Ravens are laying seven at home to a Rams team that's looked mm, a little better as of late. Yeah, I like the Ravens in this game, Chelsea, and it's a simple handicap. It's just Lamar Jackson against the NFC. He's 18-1 straight up against the NFC Conference, and the Ravens are coming off a bye. They're well-rested. Look, the Rams are playing good football. They're 6-6. Six and six. They're right there in the NFC wildcard race, but – the Ravens had the perfect bye week. I mean, think about all the teams that they kind of needed to lose and ended up losing, right? They're in the battle for the one seed. Jacksonville loses. Kansas City loses. Obviously, they're trying to win their division. The Steelers lose. The Browns lose. So it was just, it, it was a perfect week for Baltimore. And uh, I, I think they're going to feed off that. Now, they have a gauntlet coming up the final five weeks of the season. They have, obviously, the Rams this upcoming Sunday. They're at Jacksonville. We'll see what happens in that game and, and the severity of Trevor Lawrence's injury. Then they're at San Francisco, home against Miami, home against Pittsburgh. So, massive, massive final five games. I think they're going to approach all these games like like playoff games. And, I mean, think about what they've already done in the NFC this season. A beatdown of Seattle, a beatdown of Detroit. Both of those games were at home. I don't know if this game's going to be to that extent, but, I mean, the way that they've played against the NFC and the way that Lamar has looked against the NFC in his career, we're getting the seven here, which I like, and not a seven and a half. I'll take Baltimore and lay the points with them. PJ, a game that Chelsea and I think really like is the Chiefs laying two and a half points, hosting the Bills this weekend. But what do you think? 
No, Jenks, I'm with you. I think this is a great teaser leg, too. Buffalo plus eight and a half, mm. right? Both teams kind of a must win. Buffalo, certainly. I mean, we know that they're on the outside looking in right now for a playoff spot. The Chiefs, though, I mean, Mahomes doesn't lose consecutive games very often in his career. So until he does that, I'm not going to bet against them. And if they're giving us him under a field goal, at the minus two and a half. I like that as well. Plus, it's Buffalo, guys, and it's going to be a one-score game, as we probably know. And, like, do you trust them? Do you trust them to win that game? Because I don't. I mean, we've seen it so many times this year. Games they should have won, they come down to the wire that they end up just finding ways to lose. So, you know, if they end up losing by one, if they end up losing by two, so be it. I'll lay the two and a half with Kansas City. I think this is going to be, like, a 24-20 kind of game. So, Give me the Chiefs at home in a bounce back, but it's going to be a really good game, and I really do like the Bills in a teaser, plus eight and a half. I think that's that's a one-score kind of game either way. Yeah, Kansas City, 18-3 and three straight up after a loss in the Patrick Mahomes era, so certainly a great angle there. Uh, next up, I think we're going to have some disagreement on this one. Eagles-Cowboys. Line looks like it is begging you to take the Eagles, plus three and a half, but P.J., we have talked about situational spots on this show and how the Eagles are kind of in a tough situation where they've had a gauntlet of games. So I'm saying that you like the Eagles plus three and a half. You're going to have to explain yourself here. Yeah, Chelsea, this is all about a fate of Dallas and just I need them to show me that they can win a big game. And I need the, and I need them to show me that they can win a big game by more than a field goal, right? They've played their schedule this season before the Seattle game. I mean, go look at their eight wins. Carolina, Washington, the Giants, the Jets played some of the worst teams in the NFL and they're beating up on them. Look at their three losses this season, right? One of those to Philadelphia. Um, I, they, they just they don't beat the big teams. Obviously, San Francisco, they got blown out by them earlier in the year as well. So I need Dallas to show me that they can win one of these big games. I know e the Eagles are going through a tough stretch right now, and they look terrible against the 49ers. But I love these spots when teams get blown out at home and then they go on the road the following week and, and try and bounce back. What a huge game this is, right? Eagles are 10-2. and two, Philadelphia or, uh, Dallas is 9-3. and three. If Dallas wins, both of them are have the same record. Both of them will have a chance to win the division. And, oh, by the way, if the Niners beat the Seahawks, then the Niners take over the number one seed in the NFC. So there's so much riding on this game. It's going to feel like a playoff game. And in a playoff-like game, when we're getting two similar teams and we're getting one team who really hasn't shown me that they can win a game like this, I'll take the dog every time. So give me the Eagles plus three and a half. We're talking with P.J. Glasser, host of Send It In, every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East on the BetQL Network. Follow him on Twitter at P.J. Glasser 9. Let's do some college hoops. FAU and Illinois tonight. What is the play, P.J.? Yeah, guys, it's sad we're not doing our weekly college football picks, but you know what? We got plenty of time to talk of it with bowl season throughout the month. We do have some college hoops tonight, and we got some really good games. FAU and Illinois at Madison Square Garden tonight, and I like the Owls. They're starting to play really well. Obviously, we all remember this team is one that made the Final Four last year, but their guard play, I think, is going to be the difference in this game. Illinois is still trying to figure some things out. Who's kind of going to be their third score outside of Terrence Shannon Jr. and Coleman Hawkins? FAU, they know who they are. They're coming off a couple of really good wins against Texas A&M, against a good Liberty team. So I, I like where FAU's at. I like the brand of ball 
that they're playing. If you just want to take a minus 140, because that's a small spread, I totally understand. But I, I like them laying the two and a half tonight. I think they win by about seven or eight points against Illinois. All right, next up, another big matchup. UConn laying five and a half against North Carolina, who we know can score in boatloads. So what's the handicap here? Favorite bet of the night, guys. I'm laying it with UConn minus five and a half. You just you take UConn when they play in these non-conference games. I know they lost to Kansas the other night, but everybody loses to Kansas. And they were really close to covering that two and a half point spread. So I think they bounce back. Carolina's not at home, which I think is big in this game. Really good at home. Don't know how they are away from the Dean Dome. So we're going to take UConn here, minus the five and a half in a neutral site game. This is this is where they excel. They were so good at this last year. Obviously, in the non-conference at the beginning of the year, then in March Madness, they've been really good to start this season. So give me the Huskies laying five and a half. And finally, PJ, we have the Spartans and the Badgers tonight, Michigan State and Wisconsin with the Spartans laying five and a half. What are you thinking? Jenks, I'm I'm taking it with Michigan State minus five and a half. It's the fate of Wisconsin. They're coming off a huge win against number three Marquette. So I see a little bit of a letdown. The Big Ten Conference, I mean, if you guys go through it, it seems like home court is so huge for all of these games. We just saw Northwestern defeat Purdue on their home floor. Indiana took care of Maryland on their home floor. Go back the last couple of years. It feels like there isn't a conference in the country who – the home road splits are, are more vast than what we see in the Big Ten. So Michigan State's at home tonight. They're so tough to beat at the Breslin Center, and uh, they're getting Wisconsin off of a huge win against Marquette. So good spot to fade Marquette and back Michigan State. Three favorites tonight, guys, on the uh, on the hardwood, and FAU, UConn, and Michigan State, but I like them all. PJ, I, I wanted PJ. to ask you. Go ahead. <laughs> Jinx, you have another? I don't have anything oh, important. I was, I was just going to say, oh, no. I will be watching the NBA in-season tournament, damn it. Oh. Jinx, go ahead. No, you will not. You won't tune into that at all. Yeah, I will. You're going to watch the NBA in-season? Oh, okay. PJ, you know what? I'll same switch game up my- parlay. Oh, my God. No, I was just going to ask, PJ, you mentioned the Rose Bowl, and it's beautiful out there. So are you going? Yeah, Jinx, I'm I'm going to try. I got I was talking to my buddies. I think I got a ticket lined up. I got a place to stay. Got to book some flights. But I mean, it's it's bucket list, right? Like it's the Rose Bowl. Yeah. My team's playing in it. I mean, I gotta I gotta go to that. So yes, hopefully you and me, Jenks, will be rooting our teams on in the national title. Absolutely. Let's hope we get a rematch in the national title game. And you will not regret going to the Rose Bowl. I'm telling you, I was there in 2010 when Texas played Alabama for the title. We lost, but man. There's something really special about Pasadena, so get out there and enjoy that trip. He is PJ Glasser, host of Send It In every weekday at 1 o'clock in the East, also co-host of Sunday's Bets every Sunday from 12 to 4 in the East. It is PJ Glasser. PJ, thank you. Thanks, guys. Good seeing you. You too. Ah, Good for him. Are you really going to watch the NBA in-season tournament, Chelsea? Yeah, I just put it in a same-game parlay. I'm not kidding. I'll watch. All right. Not me. I'm not doing it. We know, Jenks. We know your thoughts on the NBA in-season tournament. I just had this thought. I feel like BetQL is going to stop hiring hosts that have good college football teams. All you guys are going to be gone. Thank God I, you know, went to NC State. (laughs) Don't care. Maybe you guys will be good one day. Maybe that'll happen. I don't know. 
Coming up next here on the show, it's time to pick some Tuesday winners, and we're going to do it with our best bets. That is next on the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Say that. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. On the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM. She's Chelsea Messenger. I'm Michael Jenkins. We got your best bets coming your way in mere moments. Chelsea, what's on the docket today? Are you going to fire up a delicious stew in the crock pot? Are you going to have a play date? I mean, what is going on? I know you love me asking these questions. I'm sure you've missed it over the past few days, but I'm going to ask him again. What is on the schedule on this Tuesday? Well, it's my daughter's actual birthday. We had her party over the weekend, so that was like, you know, her party. But today's her actual birthday, so she has Mother's Day out. We're going to send her with some cupcakes, um, and then maybe we'll do something else. Like, we've already done a lot of birthday activities. Like, we did the cake and the singing on Saturday. Uh, But do you think I am a bad mom for sending her to school with store-bought cupcakes? Because, like... I'm not going to make cupcakes. Like, have you seen my cooking skills? Like, nobody wants to eat those. I am not putting anybody else's kids in danger of my cooking. So, like, I went to Kroger, and they had unicorn cupcakes, so we got those. (laughs) Do you think I will be looked down upon because I just went to Kroger and was like, eh, those will do? No, you need to look at this differently. You should be patting yourself on the back for sending her to school with cupcakes in the first place, no matter where they're from. You're under no obligation to do that. The fact that you sent her with cupcakes is a huge win. Making cupcakes? No way. That's way too much pressure. Not doing that. But here's the other thing. There is a girl in her class that has an allergic reaction to, like, red dye number 40. And I, like, didn't even think about this. Like, the teacher told me, and it just, like, I forgot about it. So, like, these cupcakes have some kind of food color in them. Like, I think it's purple and blue. But surely they didn't use red, right? Like, I need to look at the ingredients. But what a weird allergy. Like, I've heard gluten. I've heard peanuts. Red dye number 40? How do you even single this out? That's what I was going to say. Is she just fine with red dye number 39? Red dye number 41? (laughs) Just fine. Red dye number 40? Oh, that'll kill her. Hell no. Hell no. Stay away from 40. Any number is fine, but if you see red dye number 40, dead on the spot. We can't have that. That's that's so maybe that's a very maybe that's what it's called and there's not another red dye number, but you would think there right. has to be or it wouldn't have a number in the first place. This is I'm really out of my element here. I have no idea. Uh same. And my response was, well, she just won't have one. <laughs> what you need to mean? do. No. Absolutely. That's, you know what? You just don't get a cupcake. We're not going to worry about red dye number 40 allergy. 
Next thing you know, there's a lawsuit. Next thing you know, you and Jake are having to sell the house. You're filling oh in half God. the time because you're involved in a lawsuit. We don't need that, Chelsea. My God, no, absolutely not. Just make sure that woman, woman, that girl stays away from the red dye number 40 in the cupcakes. Coming up next on Becky Daily, Rick Camp from 4 for 4 Bets and Betsperts will talk NBA in-season tournament. And if you missed our conversation with BetQL's P.J. Glasser and his favorite bets of the night and of the week, he put some NFL in there, some college basketball as well. Just download and subscribe to The Daily Tip wherever you get your pods. All right. Chelsea, you went 2-0 last night. Let's give the people some winners. Time to place your bets. Like what I'm seeing tonight? We are. You are kidding. You are on the NBA. Tell us about it. Yeah, I'm going to be on a points prop for Jalen Brunson of the New York Knicks. If you look at the Bucks, who are the matchup tonight, they have been really soft at defending opposing guards. Uh, against guards this season, giving up the second most points per game of any team in the NBA. And plus, Jalen Brunson has already had a monster game against the Bucks this season. Dropped 45 the last time around plus this is an nba in-season tournament game with implications who goes to vegas after this game uh that i think the knicks are going to be playing at you know 100 motivation it feels like a team that is more than motivated to win this game tom Thibodeau, we know uh makes his players put in full effort every single game so i like the Knicks here, and I do think it's a Jalen Brunson type of night just based on the matchup. And plus, if you look over his last 10 games, he's averaging over 27 points per game. It's been a hot stretch for Jalen Brunson, so let's continue to ride that trend. Let's go over 26.5 points for Jalen Brunson at minus 120. Love it. I want a great performance from Jalen Brunson because I am on the Knicks plus five in Milwaukee tonight. I can't believe I'm betting the NBA in-season tournament. Look, the Knicks are playing good basketball. They've won three straight. They've won seven of their last nine. They've been road warriors this season. 6-3-1 and one against the number away from home. That is fifth best in the NBA. Also, the Knicks play better defense than Milwaukee. They're a better rebounding team. Jalen Brunson, as you mentioned, balling out lately. This is too many points in what should be a competitive game. I give the NBA in-season tournament a hard time. But for some of these players, admittedly, who aren't making millions and millions of dollars, this extra money on the table to be had is a motivational factor. Give me Tom Thibodeau in the next plus five in Milwaukee. Let's go. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. How about the third member of our Best Bets crew, the eight ball? Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> All right, 8-Ball, do you like our place today? If you're new here, we we ask a Magic 8-Ball that we bought from the toy store and he likes our plays every single day. Let's see how this goes. All right, first up, we're going to go Jalen Brunson over his points prop 26 and a half tonight against the Bucks. A-Ball says, you may rely on it. One for one. But can it be two for two? Let's go. Knicks plus five against the Bucks. A-Ball, are we going to be nice? Yes, definitely. Hmm. Oh, well, thank you so much, A-Ball. It's good to be back. 
If you want to check out the 8-Ball, it is easy to do. In fact, you can stream each and every show on the BetQL network by going to Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. Chelsea, you have another Jalen Brunson player prop tonight. Yeah, we're going to need Jalen Brunson to go off. Uh, I'm going to take his assists as well, just in case he is in uh, a facilitating role instead. Uh, the line is five and a half tonight when it comes to assists, juice to the over minus 130. We're going to take it. He's hit this in eight of his last nine games. He did not get this against the Bucks last time around, only had four, but that's because the rest of his team was god-awful in that game. Julius Randle missed 15 of 20 shots from the field. One of nine from the three-point line. Mitchell Robinson, oh, a four from the field goal, uh, from the field. So I think his players can be a little bit better in this one. So the opportunities are there. Like I said, he's hit this in eight of his last nine. Let's go Jalen Brunson over his assist of five and a half, minus 130. All right. I need a hockey winner. Devils Canucks over six and a half. It's used to minus 140. This is hitting seven in some spots. Hard not to follow the money here, and it is flowing in on the over. The Devils have the fourth-best offense in the NHL, but the second-worst defense. So what does Jersey do? They score a lot. They give up a lot. And when the Canucks are playing on home ice, overall not a great scoring team, but in Vancouver averaging almost four goals per game. Your sabotage factor is Thatcher, Demko, and Nett for the Canucks. However, Vitek Vanacek. In net for New Jersey over his last three games, giving up 3.95 goals per. That should push us over the total. Over six and a half goals between the Devils and the Canucks in Vancouver. You going to tell me on that? I don't know. I wasn't listening. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just wanted to check in. All right, Yay, let's hockey. do your back. Yay, hockey. Let's do your back heel five-star best bet for insight, analysis, trends, five-star best bets, everything you need to educate yourself and to make more intelligent bets. Just download the BetQL app. All right, Donkster, he's back. Went 2-0 last night. Let's hear your picks. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be back. I've been on vacation here in the studio, and I had a great time. Nick Ashley played with my tail, and Trista Crick gave me a leftover hot pocket. Ew. Oh, <laughs> that terrible. That doesn't sound like a good vacation at all. Oh, my God. All right, give us your picks. Okay, Dad. Xavier, minus 11 and a half, hosting Delaware. I'm going against you tonight. I like the Bucks, minus five and a half, hosting the Knickerbockers. Okay. Well, father versus son, fine with me. I think you're going to go down. I think you're taking your first L thanks to your dad. <sighs> Let's find out what's coming up next on BetQL Daily. And for that, we bring in Joe Ostrowski. There he is. There's our guy ready to go on this Tuesday. Good morning, Joe. How you doing? All right. I don't know about ready to go. It's uh, stay back. <laughs> I stayed back from Mexico this morning, so... Oh. You know, at this stage in your life, when you go on a bender, like, it's just, a buddy just texted me that, that went and he's like, I can't treat my body like an amusement park anymore. Oh. It's just, we're I past agree. those days. It's like, you need Ew. a week. <laughs> you need a week. <laughs> I Not hear you, man. Sense, Chelsea. Well, maybe. But <laughs> Okay, let me check you on something here. Because yeah. we were talking to Aaron Hawksworth the other day, who said she did a water cleanse. Uh, oh, and yeah. she also did this the week of Thanksgiving. 
She said, you also did this. You fasted? <sighs> yeah, yeah. So she started talking about it, and I was like, there's no way I could ever do that. I have no willpower. And so I tried it, and then I got it like a day in. I'm like, I, I think there's a chance I could do this. Like, Chelsea, you know this, just with kids, there's always junk everywhere. So with yes. no willpower, Candy. that's always a problem. Yeah, especially post-Halloween. Yeah. So I, yeah, I did it. I did the uh, 72 hours. We both did it. And I don't know that I'd ever do it again. We'll see. But uh, I did feel a lot better afterwards. I'll say that. But yeah. And then I broke it with cool. Thanksgiving the next day. Just went crazy. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> there hey, you go. I feel great. Let's go on a bender in Mexico. I feel fantastic <laughs> now. I'm ready I mean, to go. It was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. I broke it with Thanksgiving. <laughs> then I'm like, let's go to Riviera Maya. <laughs> Joe, thanks very much. Looking forward to the show. That's it for us on this edition of the Daily Tip for BetQL, presented by Bad MGM. For Chelsea, I'm Jinx. Have a great Tuesday and happy birthday, Blake. For more, listen to the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.